Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of bloody good horror my name is eric and we are back we're back tonight we took a week off we're going to be discussing Zack snyder's army of the dead it's been a real busy year for the the snyder man we're gonna talk about that coming up first introducing the crew from i think it's official now that it's almost june it is once again hot Atlanta, georgia please welcome cc to the show no. <laughs> <laughs> Weltering, melting, like, you know, purgatory. All of these things are more apt in describing Atlanta's heat about than hot Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> Next up on the show, from Chicago, Illinois, please welcome Joe. That is right. I am here. What are your other two wishes, Eric? <laughs> um, next up. From the Midwest, Indiana, to be precise. Please welcome Casey to the show. Hello. And last tonight, we're nearing the end here, right, John, of like uh, Maryland shows. Please welcome business manager of Bloody Good Horror, John Schnars, to the show. Hello, Eric. You know, you don't actually have to dress like a business manager, right? Ah, this is it's a polo, you know? It's, I know. I'm familiar. I have sweatpants on if it makes you feel... More what color are they? It does not. They're black. They're black sweatpants. Okay, interesting. Do you wear those all day? Yeah. No, I had shorts on. Oh, okay. It's very hot. It was now hot. We're I was wearing shorts. Yeah. Um, Eric, I'm here. I'm in Maryland till like mid-August, so don't get too excited. Oh. We got. It's a little ways to go. So I'll here. forget it every week and just keep saying it, and you just give us a <laughs> countdown. How's that sound? Sounds good. Wonderful. Yeah, business as usual. I expect nothing less. <laughs> All right, Joe. Normally, this time of the show, you give us a beer recommendation, but for the month of May, we're doing something a little different. So let's hit the bumper and uh, talk about it. Beer guts. Actually, Eric, this week I'm giving you both. Um, okay. Because it's time to get back is, on the train. Um, as we've we've talked about all month long, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So we've been trying to highlight different organizations and charities, and you know, just just ways that you can kind of, you know, expand your horizons. Um, and the great thing about taking beer guts and turning into that is when my two worlds collide, and they did this year. Uh, from the fine folks up at Eagle Park Brewing in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They created this beer called The Things We Don't Say, which is a uh, 6% IPA um, that they put together and then sort of put out the, um, uh, what's the word, the recipe that they're using for this to other breweries and offered them the chance to brew this beer, put their own little spin on it, do whatever they want. And then each one of these breweries is creating this beer and donating part of the proceeds to this organization, Hope for the Day, which is a nonprofit movement empowering 
the conversation on proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. So what the hope here was like specifically in the brewing community, you know, it's, it's kind of seen traditionally as this like gruff manly, you know, you go crack a beer and, you know, hide your emotions, but Really, what they wanted to do was kind of normalize it, and sort of what what we're trying to do here too is you know start the conversation and and make it more of a you know uh, you know just get it out there and make people more comfortable to discuss it. So it's really great. Uh, Eagle Park, I've been to a bunch of times up in Milwaukee. I've got like three or four different breweries in my area that are brewing this beer. And if you go to the website, um, if you just brew things, we don't say IPA.com or sorry, if you Google that, you'll find the website, but it, it links directly for hope for a day, their website and more information on the beer. If you're a brewery, you can actually go in and get the recipe and sort of join, uh, the, uh, the group of breweries that are doing this. They give you links to where you can donate, um, all around, just a really, really great beer and a great sort of, uh, initiative that, that Eagle Park started. And, uh, I was super excited to, to have a few of these from different places around here. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's our, uh, our wrap up for the the month of May. For the month of May. Very nice job. Well, thank you for, uh, taking part in this initiative and thanks to Natalie for her help in sourcing some of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Natalie. Thanks CC for, uh, our last one. She, uh, she sent that one in. So yeah, thanks to everybody that helped out. And, uh, I think yeah. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Joe, but I've now, remember I was telling you my therapist was leaving the practice he was with. So I now oh. have had my last session. Which is oh really, no. Which so what, what is that like? Uh, it was yeah. like, this is your life, but about the last year of therapy, it was like, and then this happened. How do you feel about that? Uh huh. Yep. Well, it seems like, it like on the last one, if he just gets everything off his chest and he's like, you know what? You <laughs> I got whiny a lot asshole. of problems with you people. <laughs> uh, Joe, this is the last time we're meeting. I think you're racist. I just I want to get that out. Like, <laughs> Damn. Talk about like a year to recap too. My Lord. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. He, I, he didn't. He actually didn't hold you responsible personally for why he had to leave. It wasn't like <laughs> no. this is uh, about enough. He said health <laughs> problems, but that could be anything, John. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah, you pushed him over the edge. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time. Speaking of pushing over the edge, let's get to uh, Zack Snyder movie. That's four hours long. Oh. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's take a quick break so that we can discuss Army of the Dead. This is it, Senator. They're big You know what, John? Yes. I'm a little I'm a little envious of Zack Snyder. Why? Because he gets to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Well, <laughs> and people just keep giving him money. I am deeply envious of anyone that clearly gets as high on their own supply as he does. Like yeah, <laughs> anyone that could amuse themselves as much as he seems Although, to amuse himself, they're living the life. Joe and my husband, so I feel like you should just get that by proxy. It's like true, he's, big yeah. jo- he's he's rocking big Joe energy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Man, like uh, being in a text message with with Kyle and and Kyle and Joe is kind of like watching a Zack Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on a shirt. Somebody gift that. He's so pissed when I (laughs) (laughs) thought. Yeah, I'm not sure how to take that either. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. 
I just mean the amount of confidence, not not how like <laughs> just too just stylistic too, it is. Just just too you know. confident white men with pale skin. That's all you know. <laughs> is it a lot? Is a lot of? Is it a lot of? Uh, bro, bro, back and no. forth. <laughs> no, there's no broing. It's a lot of uh like. Uh, I don't know, like big dick energy about music, like trying to one up each other. <laughs> yes, that's that's more like it. Yeah. I just thought that that you know, actually does describe Zack Snyder. We should we can get into mm, it. It's that's true. <laughs> one, there was yeah. one word really, John, that came to my mind repeatedly during this film, and that is overindulgence. Mm-hmm. But um, I know you like to 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 be a little more erudite than that, John. So with that said, please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is catalepsy. C a t a l e p s y. Is that when your your cat strokes out? <sighs> uh, you're not terribly far. <laughs> a medical condition characterized by a trance or seizure with a loss of sensation and consciousness, accompanied by rigidity of the body. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, this is just like this is a zombie movie. We've done a lot of zombie movies. I was. Looking for something here. Joe threw me a bone right before the show and uh, landed on catalepsy. I kind of like it. Um, it comes to us from the Greek. I'm not, I really should not even attempt to pronounce this word, but it's catalambenine. Catalambenine. I don't know. I, you do like, that real bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even look like a Greek word. If you showed that to me, I'd be like, that's not, it doesn't it's look It's got like, the like um, A and the E that are one letter. It's a whole thing. It, no, yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of regular letters crammed together. Uh, there's, the, an o- the, there's an omega in there. <laughs> that, that Greek that, that Greek word, whatever, uh, means seize upon. Seize okay. upon. So what so does that have to do not, with this, John, with this movie? Well, well, I mean, it doesn't have a ton to do with this movie, <laughs> other than if someone was suffering from this. Uh, well, we, we get all versions or all manner of... The, dead I think what you're what you're getting at, John, is we got some real herky jerky kind of zombies in this movie. There's a lot of a lot of different variety of zombie behavior going yes. on here. That's a good point. So yeah. Right. Army of the Dead. Yeah, why don't you tell me about this thing? Mm. So uh it's a movie. Zack Snyder. I mean, I would say so Zack Snyder kind of like burst onto the scene for most people. If I, I didn't look to see if it was his first movie, but the Dawn of the Dead film, oh, right, he, right, he did right. the remake. That was sort of like his coming out party. Um, well, it was like that got him noticed by Hollywood, and then it was like three. It was three hundred, wasn't it? Really? That, well, like, so blew yeah. Up? So yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead was his first directorial, you know, feature film. Two thousand four. 300 is 2006. He for, then does Watchmen. Really quickly, I just want to say, too, for like people who maybe people who are younger or like weren't following genre films around that time, that was a really kind of landmark moment for remakes. Because if you think people hate remakes now, let me teleport you back to 2004 internet and see how much uh, dudes in their 20s were freaking out about horror remakes. I might have been one of them, John. No comment. But uh, <laughs> the idea that there could be like a, the idea that there could be a good remake that could both sort of pay homage to the original, also do something new and feel modern, was pretty foreign. Like really, I mean, it was that first Texas Chainsaw reboot, which I would guess probably doesn't hold up very well nowadays. But then, really, Dawn of the Dead was the other the other big one. That hey, it, well, it, if it anything, I people were like going. I remember people going crazy about that movie. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters, mm. 
And I only saw it after it had kind of become a thing. And I was kind of like, it has like yeah, one right. of the best openings in my opinion of like any zombie movie where she doesn't yeah. realize what's going on. Her husband's turned. It's like a whole thing. But anyway, yeah. just, it's, it's, it's interesting how that changed the trajectory of the genre, especially when it came to remakes. Well, so yeah. So, I mean, not the, like, I'm not downplaying the impact that Snyder had really coming out of the gate. He basically went into superhero, just like craziness for a long time. I mean, like Oh nine to this movie, everything, or almost everything he's done has been in some way superhero related. Um, but, you know, here he is. He's back. Um, I think I saw somewhere and maybe someone can confirm that the head guy, the sort of like alpha in this movie is meant to like tie back to the Dawn of the Dead film. What? I don't think it's the Dawn of the Dead. I think he was in Ghost of Mars. Oh, uh, OK. It's the same actor. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, they, so Dude, basically, like the setup. You here, saying that somehow made me like this more when you said that. Well, look, I like love that idea. But they could, they could easily recognize because it could that, be right? anything. Because, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because we don't know where this. So all right. So like the setup for the movie. For Although to be fair, at the end of Dawn of the Dead, everyone is dead except for these people going to this island. It's like post-apocalyptic. Oh, I forget. Yeah, I forget what the hell even happens in that, at the end of that movie. Um. So the uh, in any event, this movie starts. We've got an army convoy driving through Nevada from Area 51. They're sort of like near uh, Las Vegas. Um, they get into an accident. We don't even that's, get... That's into- not exactly how it opens, John. That's... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I don't, even, I don't even remember. Are you just talking about how they get into the accident? Yeah, I mean, it All opens right. with the mouth love, John. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. The two I, people I like are about to, to like... Right out of the game. Yeah, there's, there's two. There's a couple getting amorous in a car. Well, I just got I married. Appreciate, yeah. yeah, I appreciate a that like okay, cool, you're having fun, but like also we've never, uh, I've never seen a movie where that leads to a car accident, and that's a very real possibility. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Also, that like it really <laughs> sets happened. the. It, I mean, t- in its defense, it sets the tone. The tone that yeah. that scene sets <laughs> yeah. up is exactly what this movie is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It made me of- miss the Long Island Expressway, John. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not going to get into details, <laughs> but it made me miss the Long Island Expressway. Enough. Isn't that the setup for uh, Stephen King's Thinner? I think, isn't that how the guy hits the witch? Because he's like getting a road. Oh, maybe. In any yeah, event, I think so. it is. In what any event. That, waiting for Guff? Guff? No, Guff? Uh, Gump? No. Um, no, no um, the Robin Williams movie. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Patch Adams? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I take it back. I guess Garp. I must never Garp? Garp. Garp. World according to Garp. Yeah, World that according is to Garp. Yeah. I was going to say, Cece, I thought you were be joking because I feel like anytime you see that in a movie, it's like guaranteed car accident. I don't know what movies I've been watching that it hasn't happened. So well, maybe CC. it just doesn't happen in porn. <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah, websites but... are you watching these movies on? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, all right. Very quickly, so the no, army wait, convoy. No, seriously, What websites are you watching? This? <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> the army convoy crashes. Uh, the uh, they they don't they didn't even know what they were carrying. The army folks didn't, but uh, the it turns out it was a zombie. And not only was it like a zombie, it was like the super zombie. It was the the ur zombie, if you will. Um, and so we see that zombie who's super strong, super fast. He escapes and goes into. Um, Las Vegas. We then get, I don't know, like a five minute credit sequence that is also a montage of Vegas descending into sort of like zombie chaos. And so the setup is that the the country is able to um, close Vegas off. They use um, what are they, shipping containers yeah. and they basically like build a wall around Vegas, it's, which I thought was 
Clever. Seven minutes long, and I know that, John, I took several mental notes about things happening at different runtimes because of mm-hmm. I wanted to discuss the pacing of this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but they, they set up that you've got Vegas, it's completely infested, it's surrounded by uh, shipping containers, and, you know, then we, f- we flashed it forward, and you've got, there's like, it's like hard to even, there's so much goddamn plot, I'm like not sure exactly what we want to set up, but you have Batista, D- Dave Batista, right? Um, he had like originally escaped from Vegas during the outbreak. We see him as well as like a handful of other folks who had basically been helping people escape. He's now working as like a short order cook. Um, and a guy approaches him, uh, Tanaka. Yeah. You think the character. A, a dude that big could find some kind of like job punching people or something like flipping burgers. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. yeah. A bouncer, at least in Vegas. It reminded me of that. He can never keep up with his daughter in any movies. (laughs) It's like that. It's like that uh, movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger was an Iowan farmer. Maggie, yeah, Maggie. Maggie. Um, (laughs) Plow the fields. The crops are very dry. We will finish this show if you wait till the show's done, and then ten years later, ask me any movie we saw, and that is the only movie I'll remember. (laughs) So, all right. Just to finish the setup, Tanaka, who's like a business person, he like owned one of the casinos. Maybe he approaches Dave Batista and he says, "Hey, there's two hundred million dollars in the vault of one of the casinos in Vegas." Oh, by the way, in four days, they're going to drop an A-bomb and just destroy the city. Because they're just like, why are we keeping these zombies alive? I don't know why they waited this long to drop the A-bomb. That's like a whole separate conversation we can have. Um, so they're going to drop the bomb. No one or people know that the $200 million is there, but like no one expects it. Like it's basically like he keeps saying that it's free and clear. And so he basically tells them like, you get the $200 million, I'll give you $50 million. Um, Put together a team. We should mention so then, real quick that the the actor who plays that guy, Hiroyuki Sanada, played Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie. And he mm-hmm. is 60, which is pretty impressive because yeah. it looked like he did a lot of his own stunts. He's, I mean, he's also, he's just a baller generally, yeah. I feel like. But, I'm learning. Yeah, he's um, a bunch of stuff. So, so that's the setup. We then get Dave Batista going to put together his crew, a lot of which were people that we saw in that opening montage. Um, there's Guy with Saw, who... He decides fighting zombies with like a fucking circular saw. It's, it's this is like where Zack Snyder shows us that he's watched specifically the movies Con Air and maybe like Armageddon. Because we yeah, get a maybe real played that zombie we, game on Xbox. We get a real like murderers row lineup of our people. The only thing it's missing is like a fun void dumb voiceover where they're like, This guy likes saws. <laughs> well So that he gets his team together. Uh, notably Tig Notaro, who uh, we're gonna have to come back and spend some time on. Yeah, uh, digitally added to the film. It turns out in post. Um, was it digital? I read she just they reshot all the scenes with her. It was both. They shot. There were scenes basically where they couldn't get around it. They brought in people to act like opposite her, but some of them she straight up is just inserted into. Yeah, she. It looked like she was on a soundstage a couple times. Yeah, it was was very Star Wars prequels. Like, yeah, (laughs) there's a there's a random um, animal walking in the background all of a sudden that shouldn't be there. (laughs) So so that's the setup. They they use a coyote because this is the other thing I like. We don't even need to spend time on it because it was so ridiculous. There are these coyotes, like coyote in the U.S. Obviously, is like someone who helps people cross the border. This person helped people get back into Vegas because reasons, and so instead of helping, like, like she helps these like three women who are just randomly like, yeah, we got to go back into Vegas to get five thousand dollars. That was like the setup. 
Um, instead, she's going to help this like extreme SEAL team, which again, like I, why that woman was able to like get in and out was like not 100% clear, but like fine. So she's like then their guide. She's kind of like the Sherpa. She also like knows how the zombies work. And there's this setup of there's sort of like these alpha zombies. So there's like King Zombie and he has a queen. But he, like his if lady. I'm not mistaken, he, the like alpha dude zombie is the, the origin yeah. one that we see in the same, escape yeah, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, he's the guy that walks into Vegas in the beginning. And through exposition, we're told that any zombie that he personally turns becomes like one of these sort of uber like smart The zombies. runner zombies. There's like runner zombies and the shuffler zombies. Um, and so that's kind of the setup. These guys are trying to get into this vault. They have a vault cracker. There's Tignatar is the helicopter pilot. There's like a convoluted plot or, or, or scheme. You know, there's like a plan they're going to execute to get through, through all this. And the rest of the film, like, I don't know, 90 minutes at this point, is them theoretically trying to execute that. I would kill to see a featurette show that's only about putting Tignataro in this movie. And like, I want to see, so for, yeah. we didn't mention it, but like Chris Delia was in, initially in this role. And for anybody who's oh, like, I, I thought it was, um, James Franco. And I was like, no. What? So it was Chris Delia. He's like a comedian. He was on that that's, show, Whitney. Yeah. Yep. And for anybody who doesn't know, like he got caught in a scandal where he had been sending like, uh, some lurid Snapchattings to like girls that were underage. Yeah, so he got like hardcore dude. canceled at some point in 2021. Zack no, Snyder yeah. putting this movie kind of. Yeah, now I can hear you. What? Yeah, you there? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with CC on CC's on. Anyway. I think she's fine. He uh, it put the Army of the Dead in a bind. Zack Snyder had to take him out. So they cast Tignataro, who is like almost a full foot shorter than him, which creates a lot of really fun like visual errors in this movie where people are talking to her and looking over her head, which is kind of one of my favorite things. Um, all right, let's get going here. What'd you guys think? Cece. Um, <laughs> I didn't know anything about this movie going in except for, um, Tig Nataro being, um, added in and I love her. <laughs> so I was excited about that. I was like, okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> besides that, I mean, I just, I haven't been on the zombie train in quite some time, so I really wasn't looking forward to this movie. And then seeing um, everyone text about it being almost three hours long was also kind of uh, daunting. Um, I will say that, like, you know, visually, it's it's entertaining. Um, the plot is very holy, and I had a very difficult time trying to figure out like, like what I was supposed to be paying attention to. Um, and it's not, that's, that's holy by the way, like full of holes, not like yeah. it's yeah. sacred or anything. No, no, no. Well, I think <laughs> the, the message is like blowjobs lead to the end of the world. So it right? is like okay. a little, <laughs> yeah, okay. um, I mean, you know, I like most of the actors that like I knew, I feel like, I mean, I feel like all the actors did a good job, but like the actors that I know, like, um, Theo Roth, and um, Batista and um, the um, mechanic. I can't think of her name, but she's from Goliath. Like, I mean, I liked all the actors and I think they did a great job with what they had, but it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was very hard to follow. And then, I mean, I know we can get into it, but like there's this whole like baby 
situation on the zombie side that I was just like, why is this happening? And then I paused it thinking I had like 10, 15 minutes left and there was 40 minutes left. And I was like, this is a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, I will just say it's a movie. I didn't dislike it, but I definitely didn't like it either. <laughs> it's kind of there. Joe. It's kind of there. Um, yeah, I'll go a step farther and say I dislike this a, a lot. I uh, I made the mistake of looking at the runtime before I started, so already I was a little annoyed because it what it, it's two hours and twenty eight minutes I think total. Yeah. Um, but I mean, on paper, and I think I remember watching the trailer for this a while back. On paper, like zombies in Vegas sounds like a great time. Like it, it I agree. It checks a lot of my boxes. Like I enjoy banding together to go in and do some sort of mission and like you do it in vegas and like it's such a fun setting like there's so much they could have done but then we kind of get the initial outbreak and that takes place in like i guess what you would call modern day vegas but then you jump forward like i don't know how many years or whatever but pretty much you're thrown back in when they do eventually re-enter the the city it's pretty much just uh, a desert with some old buildings. And then on top of that, most of the movie takes place inside a building, which is just hallways. So you kind of immediately suck the life out of what was, in my eyes, a really, really fun idea that they could have done a lot with. So I was super bummed uh, when when we you know kind of got the big reveal of like, oh, it's just... It's it, and I think they did this in one of the Resident Evil movies, right? Like she goes back to Vegas, and I think the you know, third one is in Vegas. If yeah, I'm mistaken. Yeah. But but we spend like ten minutes there or something, right? Like it's not. It's not like it's all covered. I could not tell. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then I mean, we get into all the plot holes. Like I don't even know where to begin uh, with like all the confusing or just like ridiculous. I'm mostly upset that never in a million years could we have enough time on this show to cover all of this stuff that doesn't insane. Yeah, I mean, we maybe just go around Robin and say the one that annoyed us most. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, there there's this whole storyline, and this is the one that kept irking me of like Dave Batista trying to like reconnect with his daughter, but to do that, he takes her into like the zombie outbreak and puts her life in danger. Like, and not cause she's not like fuck? a good fighter or no. like good yeah. at handling. Guns. She's like a volunteer who helps children. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like if I went upstairs and got my nine year old and said, Hey, sweetie, <laughs> we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So, she did, she did force his hand, but like, I agree with you a hundred percent. It was like, yeah, you know, like hard. No, yeah. still he's a parent, right? He could say, sit down and shut up. Yeah, he could have been like, tell me what she looks like. Tell me, like, where to find her. Like, there's been plenty of movies where they haven't taken their daughter with them. And it's just like, "Eh, it was bizarre. It it was a lot. So, yeah, in closing, not a fan. Casey. So I did not hate this movie. Um, At the end, I would say (laughs) I was okay with it but i was also like three beers in um no i like parts of this movie i've been a Zack snyder apologist for a long time because i do enjoy how he shoots action movies and to me i'm not saying this is a good movie at all but i'm saying i enjoyed myself because this has got some good action movie elements to it when they're fighting zombies and stuff there's a lot of cool scenes in here that said it's completely stupid and there's nothing but holes and it does not need to be two and a half hours. 
if they could have cut this down to an hour and a half, you had a really solid B-movie version of a zombie action flick, and I think it would have been a blast. You could have even gone with gone as far as two hours and still been okay, but you would have been like pushing the line there. The story, the way they built the team and stuff, reminded me of Ocean's Eleven. Um, just and since they were going to Vegas, that added to that. I thought that part of the story was fine, and ultimately the story with them, some rich guy hiring them to go into a zombie infested zone to take this money, it seems okay, and that's kind of Vegas type heist. So that part of it's fun, but it did not need two and a half hours to tell us that story. <laughs> no, a few stories need that much, Casey. I know. <laughs> Maybe uh, War and Peace. I'll give it that. <laughs> John. Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly closer to Joe than than anyone else thus far. I mean, like I would. Like hate is too strong. I appreciate strong. that, John. But what about your opinion on the movies? <laughs> no, no. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, hate is too strong. I didn't hate it, but it's 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 really not good. It's just not a good movie. Um, you know, I've I've like ne- never really cared for Zack Snyder. Like, I, there's never been a movie where I watched a Zack Snyder movie and I was like, whoa, like, just awesome. Like, said, so, you know, like I've felt like I've had a really artistic experience. It was like, you know, <laughs> he certainly knows how to handle action in creative and like compelling ways. And the best parts of this movie, there's a sequence where they're running through the um, the casino and Dave Bautista is just like shooting zombies with a machine gun. And it's wild. Like it's, if you just saw that like three minutes, you'd probably be like, oh, I bet this is a cool movie. The rest of the movie is just fine. Like there's parts that are boring. Like I don't yeah. even understand how you make boring parts in this and i'm not someone like the two and a half hours does not bother me like if a movie needs two and a half hours i mean i take the point that like not that many movies actually do but like i'm okay with it if you justify the time and it just doesn't like it doesn't even come close um the there's amount- no reason that this should be as long as the departed like that's no. offensive yeah. <laughs> no it's like the i mean we can t- like i don't we don't need to spend the whole time just like talking about how Zack snyder is like not good but thinks he's good but like <laughs> The amount of slow motion that he uses in this movie is mind-boggling. And, we, you know, we I sort of mentioned it briefly earlier, but he gets such a hard-on for sort of, like, music montages, oh. but the musical choices are not good. Like, yeah, he, not, I think he's he trying to be real good. clever with the musical choices, and it's, it's more often missed than a hit. Yeah, no, no, it's... I would say they were almost all misses. I th- uh, it's very overdone. There's a lot of, like... It's like he saw a trailer. It's a trailer. The last it's five like, years yeah. with yeah. slow motion and a cover, yeah. like turned into a ballad. It's very so. Like at the end, they're playing uh, the Cranberries zombie. Although it was a weirdly yeah. recorded. I don't know if it was a cover or what it was. But um, no, I thought that was the ma- the original. I thought that was the original. Yeah, yeah. I weird, thought that was the only one that was the original. There was a weird tone to it, but maybe I could be wrong. But like it was almost like Rob Zombie at the end of uh, Devil's Rejects when he plays the entirety of Freebird because it's like. Yeah just putting a song under something does not give it gravitas. Like the editing has to be there. And this is on top of just being long. This is a badly edited movie. Like there are times when there are multiple action threads happening where you, there's potential to create actually a lot of tension between there's timers running there's people in peril, but it's like, it is a (laughs) mess. It is edited like a mess. Yeah. So if I can give you my, the thing, I don't know if this is the thing that bugs me the most, 
about the movie, like like my my number one plot hole. There's this mechanic that they set up, and my uh, there's like a, a narrative mechanic, like a plot device that they're trying to use here, where they're going to nuke um, Vegas, and so these guys have to get in and out before the nuke goes off. The issue with that is that they set up all this shit with the zombies. Like, there's like zombie characters. There's the head zombie. There's like the queen zombie. She's having a baby, so like there's like the baby <laughs> zombie in her belly. You none of it matters. Like there's no stakes to it because you know that they're gonna nuke the entire city before the end of the movie. So you're like, who gives a shit? Like, so much why do- happens that either doesn't matter or is just like brought up and then never comes up again. Well, and they set up like this whole thing with the like evil cop guard who's like yeah. kind of a rapist scumbag. I mean, he I think he's the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Just like he's he's like um super punchable character just like yeah. the most punchable person in this yeah. movie and i actually think that was like one character where i'm like oh it's actually like achieving yeah. what they wanted to achieve <laughs> um but then he's like unceremoniously killed like in one scene like it i don't yeah. know there's just all this zombie shit it's so there, it, it removes all the stakes because you know like yeah maybe these guys are gonna die but like you don't even really care about the characters that much by the time you get there uh, so i don't know it just th- it was ridiculous this oh. this is I listen, John. I'm probably in the audience for what this movie was trying to do. I, I le- me too. I, I would legitimately say, enjoy. Yeah, but there's movies though that are even bad that I enjoy. That like you, you have like yeah. a taste Resident line. Evil. Yeah, you have yeah. like a taste line that I'm willing to go underneath it. Like I'm willing yeah, to dig exactly. in the gutter for some entertainment, and I'm willing to like. I might make the argument that this is unintentional camp for the fact, for the simple fact that Zack Snyder thinks this is good slash funny. Like maybe we've, maybe the snake has come all the way around and eaten its own tail and there might be some enjoyment there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you made, there's like <laughs> an absolutely insane, like 90 minute movie that like, if you cut out all the exposition and just made this an action movie, it might be face melting. It would be nonsensical, but yeah. holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like how could you yeah. not recommend that to someone? Right. Yeah. Well, I was uh, gonna say, I mean, like, I don't care if it's nonsensical. I mean, I freaking loved Wally's Wonderland or whatever. Like, it, I, I don't need anything to make sense. Right. But like, if you're gonna go, boring is not an excuse. There's the no wall. excuse for boring. Yeah, like, just put just the balls on the wall it. and leave them there. Don't take them down. Yeah. <laughs> don't, so don't play with them. I, don't handle them. People who are new listeners may not know, but I've like long gone to bat for some of the Resident Evil sequels, which are objectively terrible movies. But I find like some fun out of silly zombie action. So I'm pretty like into the idea never want, but the thing is like resident evil movies know what they are, John. And like they, in a weird way, respect their audience's time more than this stuff is here because like Mm. never once in watching a resident evil movie, did I ever think, God, I'm really enjoying this. What if there was an hour of character exposition thrown into this, written by somebody who does not seem to understand human beings? Like, or they they set up like every character here has a relationship that they want you to like believe in and care about. It's yeah. too much. And none of it's earned. There's yeah. threads going flying everywhere that just don't matter or get dropped. There's a guy like here's a real. There's a couple of good like microcosms of just the problems of this movie. When we're like setting up and Scorpion is giving the like. He's got literally a whole like model. It's your city. favorite yeah. part of the movie. I know yeah. where you're going. John. But yeah, no, it's model. And he's like, here's the plan. We're going to break in, do this and this. And so they randomly, because you got to have your like wacky crew members, they decide to invite this guy who's basically like a viral star who's gone viral for like being really good at killing zombies. And he, they show his like 
TikTok videos with like graphics and he's like, ha ah, ha, they're, they're making a game out of killing zombies. So this guy walks in. This is a very delicate mission, right? Like if you screw this up, you die really easily. This guy who has no formal military training walks in with two randos with him and he goes, these guys are on my crew, I'm paying them. Batista, who's like a legit commando dude, goes, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. so Welcome aboard. <laughs> then Scorpion starts giving us the deal with what we're doing. And like, right as it ends, this guy, one of the randos that came with YouTube star, TikTok guy goes, wait a second, you're really going to kill zombies? We just saw this dude hanging out in a video where his friend is killing zombies. He goes, you're going to kill zombies? You guys are crazy. I'm out of here. And he storms <laughs> off. Yeah. It yeah. makes me angry just talking because like it doesn't why well, it never comes back. Why right? like, you no, expect no. like this guy to pop up at some point and it's just like that's it. He just walks away. Why I, is this gentleman I was just scrolling in this through movie the trivia for this movie? And it'll fucking blow your mind even more, the weird random shit that's in here. Like at one point, he, they're they're shooting the zombies, and there was one, and I noticed this in the movie. Its face looked like there was metal when it got shot. And yeah, I'm yeah like, I saw that too. He had that's a, weird. He no, he had a mask on. Well, no, no, no. It no, no. says in the trivia, Zack Snyder said some of these zombies are robots, and they yeah. did not explain no, why. There what? is one that, like, when it get, when it gets shot, it's not the because I know you're the the alpha guy put on a mask. So he put he on a mask. Shot in the yeah. head. Yeah. There was another guy, Joe. I was literally like, wait, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, right is he gets shot? <laughs> and his face turns into yeah. like a skull. There's another thing it mentions at a certain point when uh, everything's like popping off. There's two spaceships in the background of aliens. I just, at some point, I want to know why when the zombies um, are building or like they've divided themselves into like runners and shamblers. So like alphas and whatever's and why is it that the alphas have like developed? I mean, it's like they're building society from the feudal stage. Like, why are they on horses? Why is this horse able to move? But see, zombie horse. Cool. Zombie tiger. Nothing. You had me at zombie tiger. Tiger. Like, it looked like it was still had its guts. The horse was a fucking skeleton. Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny, though, is like, uh, somebody makes an offhand comment about how the tiger guards the edges of the city. And I'm like, wait, so like, where the tiger became a zombie and got smarter? Question? Anyway, so here's the other moment. Why didn't they just shoot the the tiger? They were there. The tiger was there. They all had guns. Well, and even the alpha, the alpha gets just blasted by those commandos in the beginning and he seems invulnerable and then he gets taken out with a single gunshot on that helicopter that's a whole other thing but at some point it starts to feel like it starts to feel like a rob zombie movie i'm kind of just putting this together but in like the way i've described zombie lately as it's kind of like um like a rich kid takes his toys out and we're supposed to all clap and go yeah you made did the thing with the toys like it's it just it does not feel like a person who has master the language of film that you would just give 150 million dollars to make a movie i mean that's the crazy thing the the other point the other scene i just want to bring up because i think it's a, a really good microcosm of all the things wrong with this movie so you have the like nine minute montage it is you don't see zombie action again until 50 minutes in the movie and it's pretty short and then doesn't really put, and then the, the second act starts at an hour 10 if you're talking about kind of traditional pacing Okay, all this stuff happens. The last hour and a half of this movie is, as a viewer, is basically you constantly going, boy, this is almost over, huh? And you look at the the runtime, you're like, oh my God, how's it? (laughs) Zach's, the impressive thing is he's actually managed to break the space-time continuum and trap you in a time loop, like those endless guys, the guys who make those endless movies, because it never (laughs) ends. 
And then there's a point at which they have escaped off the helicopter, which is set up as the whole point of the whole movie. And um, <laughs> they're flying away. They We know the nuke has now been moved up randomly because that's a thing that happens. And they go, how long? Okay, we have nine minutes. They have to, for, okay. So at this point, Tignatar goes, we have nine minutes. <laughs> I hover my mouse over the bar. There is over 30 minutes left in this movie. And I just threw my yeah. hands up because I'm like, how on earth does this movie not just end when the nuke goes off, first of all? Second of all, because I've watched the last two hours, I know there is no way that this bomb goes off in the next real-time nine minutes. And sure enough, it doesn't because this is one of the worst edited movies that I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> there were definite moments point. where like I had been watching this for what I thought was like 75 minutes and then I looked and like five minutes had passed. <laughs> uh, that that whole last bit where he has to go rescue his daughter who has wandered off yes! knowing yeah. that the bomb is going to go off in I like mean, but even, It's impossible to keep She's track of so any character idiotic. in this movie. That's why you don't bring your kids on these sort of no. things, John. If you I'm know. Batista, I'm like, look, she's an adult and she asked for this. Like, that's what's happening at this point. Like, We're I had not to, that close. I'm fine. I had to yeah. laugh at the yeah. end when the one guy crawls out of the bomb shelter, like out loud, because I just was thinking... This is a fun reveal in a movie that has any sense of space, like spatiality, where I know what happened to any character. I wasn't, I had no idea that guy's thread was still hanging because yeah. so much happens and there's so many characters. So that moment I is nothing, very basically. Confused by that, How did he get he got, out? Exactly. He... he got pushed back into this vault. How did he get out of there? Yeah. It 100%. was the world fate. Not only that, but it was like the uncrackable Guggenheim whatever yeah. safe or whatever it was called the Weaver lung or whatever. Yeah. Not to be that guy too, but like, I mean, John, does Zack Snyder knows, right? That radiation doesn't just like go away after a nuclear bomb goes off. Right. Like right? the wind doesn't but just they, take it away. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but my, that was my yes. nerd problem is some, they say the bomb's going to land in nine minutes. You got to get out of the blast radius, people. <laughs> you can't yeah. take off at nine minutes or right at, at zero. You got to take well, off I like, at 20 minutes. I was, look, I was totally fine with the scene of the helicopter escaping the bomb. Like, yeah. I love yeah. a good bomb exploding in a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, once the bomb goes off and the, like, is it realistic? No, but it's like con air level sure. of, like, believable. Sure. You know, like, I was like. Yeah, the bomb's pushing the helicopter. Like the helicopter crashes. I also crashes, like that the whatever. the uh, bomb shelter guy. Like he seems surprised that he has a perfect shape of a zombie mouth on his arm. Like, how did you not know that? Ha- like, you've been walking for days potentially, and you never yeah, noticed. Yeah. He seems yeah. surprised that he might be turning into a zombie. Dude, how did, did he was like? How did he get cleaned up? Like, he he wasn't. He's was still that filthy. Airplane. He wasn't cleaned up. He was still filthy sitting in the airplane. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing, it, it's so unbelievable. It also like takes these people normally, because we see a lot of people turn into zombies. It's very long. And yeah. it takes like five minutes. Yeah. And then for him, it's like, I don't know, Hours? two days? And again, here's Multiple. the thing. Yeah. You cut this movie down to 90 minutes, and I'm not even thinking about this because I'm just being blasted in the face with zombie action, John. But yeah, yeah. he is, exactly. he, he so desperately wants these very... Um, like impactful emotional moments with every character that you just, you can't help but see it at some point. You're just like, you're not earning these, man. And they're, they're not even, well, that's the thing. They're not earned, but like in the context of this, this type of movie, why would you want that anyway? That's what I didn't understand. It doesn't need it. Yeah. It doesn't need it to be fun or whatever. But the scene where the woman, the like mechanic woman, I guess she was a mechanic, right? Is like, what you think I came here for the money? Like I came here for you or whatever she says. And then she's 
killed like ten seconds later. I mean, her, I mean it's a cool kill. I'll give well, him that. A, but like, well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I just assumed the whole thing was supposed to be a joke. If it was, it's not that funny because guess what? You've just wasted a lot of my time with these characters yeah. and like setting up this like relationship. Like, it's a cool kill. Like, I like the kill, yeah. but the rest of it is not a joke. It's like a waste of my time. So, so I, how about I that? How about the coyotes accent? Um, it what, kept changing. I was like, I know. <laughs> what was she supposed like, to I was be? I didn't work, so like I would like look up because I was like, who is talking? <laughs> <laughs> is she, is she, I was curious, like what her background is. Like, is that her legit accent, or it had to have been right? Like, there's no reason that you would just at, do that. At point. Like like Cece said, it changed throughout the entire movie. I'm sure one of those was a real. I mean, I I legit started passing my time during this movie, like just staring at Tignataro in every scene. Unfortunately, she disappears for a lot of the movie. But it's so I first noticed it. They when they first get into like the casinos and they're they're they got their guns out right and they're trawling the casino, and she so there's a safe guy who wears headphones around his neck that don't seem to be connected to anything. They're like 80s style retro headphones with no wire on them, which really bothered me. But um, so he's not good with a gun, right? So he's kind of like a doof and he's just there to crack the safe. And so he's doing something weird with his gun. And it was really obvious that Tignataro was not originally in the scene because she reaches over and like lowers his hand to like steady the gun or whatever. He then like in a huff turns to her to look and looks a good 10 inches above her head. And that was the first scene I was like, Oh my God. But then later, like she's in a scene with Dave Batista and Dave Batista is looking down right at her. So that struck me as maybe this was a scene where they just brought the two of them in. But a lot of the background, a lot of her single shots, the like her response lines, it's not her fault. She's a brilliant comedian, but like her response lines are so awkward sometimes because it's clear that they were not spoken like in time with another human being with her. I, what I really want to know is like, did they just give her the same lines they gave Chris Delia? Did they let her? I mean, you you couldn't let her riff that much, right? Because a lot of it was already in the can. Oh yeah, no, it I is, assumed it. She just came in and read the same stuff. I mean, ten yeah, years ago, you could not it, it, listen. If I didn't know, maybe it looks seamless. But knowing, you can spot it, yeah. and it's fascinating. Like it's almost for me worth it a watch <laughs> just to see that stuff. Well, it's like when they put like um, when. Uh, in Fast and the Furious, when Paul Walker dies and they put his brother, but they do like digitally put Paul Walker's face over it. Like, if you didn't know, you would just be like, something's weird's happening. But like, because you know, it's so glaring that it's very distracting. Can I give you my favorite moment? It, like, it, you know, in a universe where I did, there's other moments that I enjoyed. When the the zombie tiger eats that dude's head, oh like yeah, that, that was that was a highlight for sure. Like, why are we not doing that? Listen, Ten the zombie times. tiger yeah. was cool as hell. You know what would have been even cooler than him riding the horse? Riding the zombie tiger, he man. Yes, yes. yes. Well, they should have just called the movie like, "Zombie Tiger." Like that. <laughs> where did get a zombie horse from? I mean, I understand. Like, yeah. yes, there's like horses in Vegas, but like, I mean, why did you introduce that? It was just bizarre. At least they told us where the zombie tiger came from, right? Exactly. I mean, at some point, <laughs> well, why don't you just go? Said, like, what was they, that video? They described game? that the zombie tiger is like, tr- you know, whatever, uh, maintaining its like perimeter, but then it's yeah. like just under the control of the king guy. Like he's just yeah. like, yeah, it's boss. So what was that? I don't know. Horses in Vegas was the name of my alt rock band in uh, college as well. <laughs> it's the yeah. weird coincidence. 
I even like the subplot of uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who I who's one of my favorite actors. I think he's great, and he was the guy with the shiny aviators that showed up and got his head eaten by the tiger. I like their little side plot that they had with him and the dude that was putting a heist together about you know going after the alpha zombies just because that's worth more money. That little. T- just the nugget, but not it, the, anything else. But that guy's of, one of your favorite actors, Casey. I, I, what? I you know what's so funny is I'm on like, like, like lot, an hour, like around the time that scene came up, I was like, man, what happened to Josh Duhamel's face? And then <laughs> I went to IMDb. It's not him. He looks just yeah. enough like a withered version of Josh Duhamel that I was like, Leslie and I always say he's the uh, who's the guy that was on Six Feet Under. Um, he's the poor man's version of that. The uh, Michael C. The Hall, older brother that died. That guy's got. Oh, yes, yes, that guy's yes. good as a psychopath. We saw him in um, yeah. the remake of. Uh, never mind. I can't think of it now. The seventies well, expectation he, play. Oh, Last house on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he, he, like, he usually plays a bad guy. He was a yeah. like he's like a pedophile in a bunch of SCU episodes. Like I was gonna say, like I I worry about him <laughs> because that he's sentence totally was just gonna end. <laughs> See, but at the same time, he's absolutely hilarious on the show, raising hope as Bert Chase. Yeah, he's got I remember him. <laughs> the um, no, let's talk. Can we talk about the that that second plot though? Because this actually might be the thing that I hated the most. Which is, so they they set this whole thing up like, oh, we got to steal this two hundred million. Then this guy uh, Garrett Dillahunt or Dillahunt's his last name. I don't in any event. Yeah, he comes in and is like, no, really, the whole thing was a ruse. We just needed a team to help us get in there to like get a zombie head. It's like if you wanted the zombie Why? head, go Why? in with one person. Like just send Dave Batista. See, hire the, the team. Hire head. the Why? team. That's not yeah. the impression. That's not the impression I got though. And I'm not saying you're wrong. The impression I got that he kind of realized things were going on. Going off. He captured that zombie chick, and he's like, "This is worth more than the money." So well, he specifically boss guy's says not that gonna care. the the scorpion guy or whoever. He right. specifically said he does not care about the money. This yeah. is ah, really okay. what this is about. Like, it's like the funniest I had the like, confusion. Like, then why are we even doing the money? Like, what is the point of that? Yeah. yeah. It's the funniest, right. most telegraph thing, though, because literally every time his character comes on screen, somebody goes, Hey, what are you up to? I know you're up to <laughs> something. What are you up yeah. to, my friend? And it's like, I you're just waiting. You're like, okay, I, I get it. He's a bad guy. I get it. But yeah, yeah the whole thing is like then what's the fucking point? Like why? Yeah. I don't know. Again, yeah, I confused by that. when you talk about things that undercut the stakes of the film, because basically what that means is like Tanaka never gave a shit about the money. He also yeah. doesn't give a shit if any of these people live or die. All he wants is the zombie head. Maybe he thought like the only way to get the zombie head was like, they had to get it out on a helicopter, but like, why not just use the coyote? Who's like regularly walking in and out of Vegas yeah. all the time. And they obviously knew who the coyote was and what she knew, right? Yes. Well, I was just saying, she like has a whole like system with them of like, yeah, sacrificing people. I, it was bizarre. Like, I don't, I, I don't under like, I don't know with y'all like why he wasn't just upfront about that. But I'm still like, why did we have to see a zombie baby? And why was it blue and sparkly? So, so yeah, so I the, believe that was a Twilight time. My understanding that, crossover. My understanding is like this. So Netflix made this. Obviously, I don't know if we ever mentioned this is on Netflix. Um, this is like a whole world building thing. Like there's, there's a, second, like a TV show. Apparently, there's a second one already yeah. in production. Apparently, well, and the way this movie ends obviously is like teeing up 
the sequel. Like, it's like a very, like Eric was talking about how there was like 30 minutes left at the bomb went off because most of that 30 minutes is teeing up the next movie. There is a TV show. I think it's an animated TV show is what I read. Um, but I mean, I don't know. So the, the baby thing to me is like, they're just trying to like give these zombies like more than them just being like walking dead style zombies. But like, what the fuck? Like, it really was. Yeah. I mean, Cece, you mentioned they were trying to, like, set up society. That, I mean, yeah. the king, that like... fascinating. He really yeah, did care. Yeah. Yeah. He, the king really did care about that zombie. Like, it, they, they, like, kind of highlight that very clearly and specifically. Right. Yeah. But he got nuked. <laughs> they all got nuked. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't... It's not the fact that there was a zombie baby. Like, that's fine. Okay, if they weren't going to be nuked, then yeah, sure. Show me that they're having zombie babies. Like, I mean, that's... I, I'm not against that aspect of it. I'm against but zombie even babies. The, um, I'll yeah, just say up front. Firm stance against zombie babies. Building their, so building their society and stuff like that. That was fascinating. Give us different types yeah. of zombies. We've seen all the the shamblers for years now. I like that aspect, but they didn't sure. do anything with it. It just kind right. of I mean, win. Like, why weren't we... Like, I just don't... I don't understand why we couldn't have seen, like, that if they're that smart, like, why they weren't aware that, like, we were closing them off and about i mean yeah, i really yeah that's a good point them, but like you know why weren't they trying to get out of this this containment and like take over society as opposed to like just hanging out in this one it. building yeah. right yeah. like it was it's weird it, there was just so many weird choices it's a like lot, he had a yeah. whole bunch of like he made a bunch of um ideas and put them in a pot and was like okay this i made my here's my outline let's go well, it's a hundred percent that old story of a director who's obviously a geek talking to his friends. That's what the movie feels uh, yeah, like. Like, yeah, but sure. then we're gonna do this yeah. part, and then this I refuse other to believe Jack Snyder has friends. I, I no, absolutely well, his, not. I don't know if you guys saw his wife produces. She's his producer. Like the two of them co-produce all these movies together. So. No, well, somebody is, cares yeah. because there's a whole like behind the scenes of making the zombie. It army. kicks in. It like, kicks a whole in. Featurette after your yeah. after the movie's over. It kicks over to a documentary. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that started. In case you had another half an hour to burn, I guess. Like that's. Yeah. I'm a little offended as to what they think of my time. They could have even done the more recent Hollywood trend of splitting this movie in two. Right. Well, if they want to make a world out of it, they yeah. Yeah. Just cut it up, dude. Just just. Just edit it. Just not do it. I mean, editing is such an art form, John. And when it's done well, I mean, this is like. When it's done well, it elevates a movie. But it's like, on some of these streaming projects, it's like it's just no one cares, John. Nobody cares. Yeah. Well, I care. I mean, yeah. I, I refuse to watch that fucking Justice League now. I'll tell you that much. Like I was yeah, skeptical I, to begin with, but like, I mean, I everything I sort it. of everything I feel about this, it just describes exactly what I heard about that Justice League movie. Yeah. 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 I I tried. Pretty accurate. It it was, it, it, it was very accurate. Maybe the Snyder cut this time around is going to be a hour and thirty minute tight movie. Oh, that would be a real, <laughs> really funny, right? That would be. That'd be, that'd be All right, good. guys. Uh, would you recommend Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead? CC. Uh, no. John. Mm-mm. Joe. No. Casey. Yes. I recommend it to watch Tignataro be digitally inserted into movies. So there you sure. go. Yeah. Okay. Um, check it out. Let's I recommend a... if you like dumb movies. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break and do some fan mail. 
the most talked about film of the decade. The movie that shocked America, outraged Hollywood, and frightened the government. The movie they tried to ban. You've read about it. You've heard about it. Now you can see it in all its terrifying horror. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Jason Mewes, and you're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Yes. Send feedback to info at BloodyGoodHorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. John. Yes, sir. You know what you need in your life, buddy? Eh. Synth music. Oh. That's what you need in your life. Sometimes. Uh, this Friday, I have two EPs coming out, 11 tracks. It's on Bandcamp if people are interested in synth music. Some of it's spooky, some of it isn't. Uh, you can go to H, uh, my name is Hi Fi on there. You can go to hy fy.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also, if you search hy fy, find me on Twitter. I'm also on Spotify. And uh, check it out. Synth I music. love Hi Fi. Hi Fi? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, let's see info at bloodygoodhorror.com is email address one email this week from Caitlin and Kissimmee army of the dead making me think what is your favorite death slash body horror I realized I love to see a good jaw ripped out (laughs) side note army of the dead beginning is absolutely amazing and I rated 10 out of 10 I haven't watched all of it but so far the movie of the year (laughs) Caitlin and Kissimmee it starts very promising there's blowjobs there's Vegas. There's yeah. exciting it things does. happening. It does, it's yeah. things I like. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, I some of the action Vegas, scenes so. are, are, yeah, are well done too. So, so there you go. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Don't forget, John, patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. You can get a live stream of this show. I am currently looking at all of you on Skype across like a, I don't know, 47 inch television in front of me. Oh. Pretty, pretty wild. Um, and you too can do the same thing by going to patreon.com slash bloody good horror you can also get back episodes of the show and more goodies so check it out all right joe what do we got on twitter uh yeah we are on twitter at bg horror every uh week we post up you can use the hashtag ask bgh if you want to send in a question or comment or you know doesn't have to be about the movie it can be whatever you want uh first up from rel on films uh teddy krueger 13 what other comedian would you like to see? Um, sorry, what other comedian would you like to see in another horror franchise? I'm thinking Adam Sandler in Hostile. Hostile or Hostile? Hostile, <laughs> I like to call it. Oh, okay. Or hostile. I didn't know if, if he Hostiles. spelled it wrong I'm, in the question. Thank or you, John. You I couldn't, tell, no, I just read it I couldn't tell what end that was coming from. That's fine. Oh, uh, uh, man. It's a tough, tough question. One. 
I like I forget yeah. the guy's name all the time, but the guy from Detroiters. Um, oh my god! Well, which one? The the guy who just does the other. I mean, both of them are. Yeah, hilarious. I was gonna say. But either Sam Rick uh, Richardson, but I mean Tim Robinson too. Fucking hilarious. But Sam Richardson, I think, is hilarious, and I think he's great and everything. Although I don't know, is he a comedian? I don't know if he's a comedian. Yeah. Sam Richardson, that sounds mean? familiar. Is I mean, he the dude that's on the that. cover yeah. on the, the new Fangoria? The guy who's on Veep. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He okay. He's on the cover of the next Fangoria, so he's in something. Oh, he's in something coming out. Because they I just don't they remember. just they just released the cover. Mm. Uh, Werewolves within. Yes. Thank you, John. Oh, I think yeah. Is that? It, I think it might be a comedy though. It is. He's also right? a, he's also a producer. Says. Oh yeah, Werewolves within. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. Detroiters was great. That's my answer. Anybody else? No, that's a good one. Uh, that right. what, What's the other guy's name? Uh, Tim Robinson, I think. That motherfucker is insane. Like, I don't it's, know. You guys, that show, I think you should leave. Like, I have watched yeah. every one of those episodes probably four or five times. <laughs> no, I'm, like, at, I'm like, I'm at like two or three, but it's, yeah, it's. It is like the the brunch one. Like, everybody likes the, the car idea one, but the brunch one. Fuck it, I piss myself every Dude, time. I, I got I, almost I, so. I, I did check it out after we did that movie with the people from it, and I got like almost the end of the first season. It was like almost too weird for me, though. I just like it was kind of depressing. Suzanne oh. can't Suzanne can't handle it either. I love dude the first episode. I think is the best one. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. the one that has the cutest baby contest or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's so good. But um, uh, put him in the Quiet Place movie. You know, just like new oh. Quiet Place with that guy. Like I feel oh, like it would good. end really quickly, but. Sitting here eating with these pig dicks. <laughs> yes, that All was right. funny. We should move on. Uh, swim DMC. This might be uh, an unprecedented dilemma for the uh, BG Horror crew. Do you do all three movies three weeks in a row? So this is this. I haven't watched the trailer or anything, but Fear Street. Yeah. I think it's a film trilogy coming out on Netflix. Yeah. So and it's... I guess it all takes place in different decades or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Are you familiar with the books, Joe? No. It's an RL. Yay, yeah, it's, it's based the on the. I mean, it's from the book. It's based on yeah. the young adult RL science series. It's done by Mike Flanagan, who's like a self-professed like huge fan. I didn't read these as a kid, but I've been like dabbling in them recently. They are so awful. Like I have so many questions about RL sign. I like totally get why kids love them because they're kind of the fear stream in particular is like kind of lurid. Like if you were a kid getting into them, they'd be a little like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait to see like what this is it looks like so when are the movies coming because they're coming out like one each week for three weeks right is is the deal i think so yeah oh is that what it is that's awesome yeah it's and i think it might be soon oh it's july i mean fear street like i loved fear street growing up but it also opened the door to christopher pike and christopher pike is a better yeah much better better books yeah i totally agree i read both at one yeah. point, but well, uh, July were, 2nd is the first. There were a bunch huh. of different R.L. Stein series too, right? So you see, like, there was even another one that was like aimed at teenagers. Like, I know obviously Goosebumps, but yeah, um, I mean, I, I think there is, but I can't, Street, I can only think of those two right now. Fear Street, and then there's another one. Yeah, I don't know, but it's interesting. Those movies are cool. I mean, anything Mike Flanagan does, I'm way into. So. I was gonna say, I just like Mike yeah. Flanagan that much that I, I trust him with that. I'll put them. So I, I was telling the crew earlier, but I was updating the like the release schedule for the rest of the year gets bonkers crazy 
uh, because there were so many movies that we have backlogged from last it's year. It's every and company just stuff. saying, screw it. Here you go. Yeah. So like basically the second half of the year, it's like there's a movie every single week, I feel like. But I'll put the Fear Street stuff on here just so we have it. Okay. Uh, thanks, John. You got it, big guy. All right. Next up, Alex Jones. Uh, has anyone checked out the Spectrum original show, The Bite? Uh, it's a really interesting zombie show where COVID leads to zombies. Most of the stories takes place through Zoom calls and has several big Broadway names in it. Hmm. Uh, it's surprisingly good. I, maybe it's great. I don't want to watch a fucking movie where COVID leads to like worse things. Hold on. What is Spectrum? Not a clue. Yeah. Okay. I think I that didn't is know a UK Spectrum is Time Warner. That's what Time Warner is called now. Oh, yeah. well, no, no, I did know that, but I didn't know they have like their own. They make I didn't their, know own they stuff. Have, like, their own stuff. So, like, if you're, I only know this because it's in when I'm in New York and like I, my parents have it. When you're flipping to the TV Guide channel, there will straight up be bars inserted that are like, watch Spectrum Original, and you just hit play and it like plays a show. Uh, no. I'm going to have Spectrum in my apartment because that is oh. what my new apartment have building Have fun on the internet. Oh, John. Have fun on the done. internet. Wow. Well, I guess I can watch this show now. Yeah, watch You guys this. can't get Fios great. there, Schnars? Don't get Spectrum if you can help it. Not, dude, I don't have a choice. It's sort of how it works in New York. No, it's all it's all up in the city, dude. Uh, no, look, I get it. I'll like Our it, building used to do the same thing. Like You had their cable, and it's yeah. whatever cable is in the building. You Eric, I promise I'm going to push the issue, but I'm just setting expectations. Bring it up at one of the uh, <laughs> You're, the ma- you're managing meetings. me? Yeah. Uh, exactly. All right. Uh, it's John's favorite listener, C.O.W. Flanagan. All y'all dorks were hard AF for The Force Awakens and Disney's Star Wars back in 2015. Now Eric can't even finish the Baby Yoda show. What happened to y'all dorks? I assume C.O.W. Flanagan is like maybe half a year behind on episodes and just getting to you saying that you're not. I kind of just stopped caring about the Star Wars stuff, honestly. I was really excited for Force Awakens and I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't like the second one that much. Um, And the The third third one one was fine. And atrocity. You, really? well, I thought the third uh, one. I thought the third what's one. What's the word? The Gork can go fuck yourself, John. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, my I did. God. I could have used a little more than just like the emperor still alive? Question mark. Like I thought that was a, like give me something like Mm-mm. some explanation, I guess. But I listen. I I really what I liked about the Mandalorian, like it was really cool to see how much from like a production design and. Like, I don't know, just the way it was shot is so similar to that original trilogy. And I knew, I know that Favreau did it and he's a huge fan. So that stuff was really cool. For whatever reason, I just didn't care. Like I could not, if, if I'm compelled to finish a show, I'll finish it. It's good. I just don't, I think I'm over it, John. I, I loved Mandalorian for the record. Yeah, um, it was great. I think there was just like, I don't know, there was like a scarcity of Star Wars and that's what made it coming back in a like big budget way. So exciting. And now there's no scarcity, John. It's freaking everywhere. I was fine with it. I enjoyed the movies, so sorry. Love them all. I, it's okay. I, I like the first and the second sorry. one. It was the third one I thought was an abomination. Wait, what'd you say, Susie? I mean, I haven't watched The Mandalorian, and I've only watched. I mean, I've watched the original Star Wars, but like, I don't know that I've watched all of the new stuff. Mm. I will definitely go to bat for that Clone Wars cartoon because it's pretty sweet. We, um, today, I was up bright and early, so we could book our uh, trip on the Disney Wish in uh, 2022, which has a Star Wars bar on board. That and, sounds uh, cool. Yeah. 
I'm going to be spending the kids' uh, college funds. Like, I can't wait. Like, I don't care. Like, another $17 cocktail. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty into that. I mean, is it served to you, like, in Vader's helmet? Like, what the fuck? Well, there's, I mean... No, you got to pay this. extra for that. <laughs> there's, I mean, you can go to um the, the so in Hollywood Studios in Florida, there's the whole Star Wars land, and there is, like, a, a cantina. And like all the the drinks are like themed, and there's one makes your mouth like tingle. It's a lot of fun, CC. You'll when the kid gets older. How cool! We'll how cool is Star Wars? No, then, Joe? Kyle refuses to take her. Really? Yeah. I don't like that. He'll. Yeah. I don't like He'll that. Warm up. You just need to talk to him about it. See, maybe, you go, text maybe if we go with y'all, then yeah. maybe. But he's like, no. Explain he's to like, him why no, Disney is still metal, and it, it'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I meant for Joe to explain that to Kyle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just need to tell him that. I get it. I mean, you know, if you don't want your kid to ever smile, that's cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Go on trips to Gettysburg and learn about history or something. Like, I'm not going we did to that. And, you know, <laughs> now sorry. I don't speak to my parents. So good luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the last 20 seconds of dialogue. When, when your daughter stops speaking to Kyle, my family will take her to Disney World. All right. Okay. You tell them that. Perfect. All right. Erie, Arizona. Uh, Army of the Dead was sort of like a zombie Ocean's Eleven. Uh, what other movies? Casey, you made that connection. What other movies would make an interesting zombie mashup? The, the zombie heist this concept movie, this movie, in itself is like not a bad this concept. This movie kind of made me hate yeah. movies. If they made this more of an actual heist movie than an action movie, I think it would have been better. I want, it's hard. I, no, I, well, I was about to say something and I was like, there is a movie kind of like that, so never mind. No, well, I mean, like, there are some, like, they've done the zombie rom com, there's mm-hmm. like zombie western. Like, I was thinking, like, zombie spy thriller like that's a little tougher that's you know that's i don't know if that's really gonna work but yeah, yeah they even have like historic like you know historic dramas with zombies okay. now no or i feel I like they've tires. they've kind of done everything that you know pride and prejudice and zombies wasn't oh, that, oh that's right yeah you know so hmm uh, all right, Skizbot. We got two more here on Twitter, uh, and then we'll jump over to Instagram. Skizbot, what movie would you love to see on a future episode of the Joe or uh, the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs? Yes, I've not been a like... giant fan of a lot of the movies this season. Like, yeah, it's not doing it. I'm trying to remember what he pl- even played last week. Maniac Cops. Yeah, like that was okay. That was I, fine. I don't I, like. I had um... just watched that. Was my bummer there. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. The Mandy, the Mandy episode, while well, I like the Mandy movie, it was a little too slow for the Joe Bob setting, you know, I think. I watched Mandy again. Or at least again. on the earlier movie. I watched Mandy again. I could not tell you what I said on that show, but I don't get it, dude. Like, I don't. I don't get the Mandy thing. No, me either. It was in my top 10 that year. Joe, are you texting with Kyle yeah. right now? No, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I had a, a work thing. It's not a work thing. I just said something else. <laughs> All right, last but not least. Uh, if, Amazing. I don't, I don't even know why I lied. Uh, if you were in a horror movie, what genre would it be, and would you survive? Hmm. How do I know I'm not the killer? Yeah. Yeah. To say. I mean, I think that's more uh-oh. the direction I'd be going. I think like a camp, like I could a camping thing. I think I would fall into. That that would yeah. make sense, and I would. Uh, I mean, fishing. 
John, you know what? Just fishing. Or just you know fishing. What? I, would, I would die fishing. Speaking of, John, you know what just occurred to me? We always used to jokingly compare you to that dude in the first purge, that like real Scandinavian-y looking guy that shows up in the mask. He has long hair. Do we we need to do yeah. like a side by side? You're like you're like you know polishing your brand. Yeah, I'm just thinking of it now that you're sitting here in this polo, you're just looking real purgy. <laughs> looking real purgy. John John's got some purge cool. night plans. Just a smidge and a purge. Um, all right, I don't know if we answered that, but let's just jump over to Instagram. I got stuff to do based on these texts. So, um, <laughs> all right, we're on Instagram, Bloody Good Horror. Uh, every Tuesday we post up. You can send in questions. Uh, we'll answer them, and then uh, we'll do it here again. Uh, but first up, from our friend who doesn't use the forms, uh, I think I'm already the most annoying neighbor in my new complex. Uh, suggestion. Oh, wait, sorry. So this was the last one she, she sent in talking about how she's the annoying neighbor. Um, and this week, follow up on the quote unquote, am I the annoying neighbor theme? I received a noise complaint. The building manager politely came and informed me and my daughter at the pool today. My downstairs neighbor can hear my daughter's quote unquote, running up and down the hallway. My question is, how do you explain to a two year old, the concept of common courtesy slash apartment etiquette? Mm, you don't No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I think the question is here. Are you letting your kid play in the hallway? Because I don't think I've ever... I mean, I've lived in a lot of apartments. No, so I, I assume it's like the hallway Probably in the, the apartment. in their apartment. Like yeah. their apartment hallway. This is like a pretty common situation. I mean, to, in, uh, uh, the last place, I had god-awful neighbors at the last place I lived in, and we complained. And one time, heard the person that the apartment sent to talk to them, and it turned out they were like bros. And I heard them mm-hmm. be like, eh, it's fine, whatever, I don't care. And I was like, cool, well, that's useless, thanks. <laughs> I, I also saw yeah, multiple people know. get it's, pulled out of that I apartment mean, by cops. So. I think it's... Like, if you live in an apartment, like, I mean, I live in a, on a street that, like, I can see into my neighbor's house if I really wanted to. So, like, if you live in an apartment, if that's happening during, like, a, like, during daytime hours, like, get the fuck over it. I'm sorry you decided to, like, or that you're required to live in an apartment, but, like. If you're not making sustained noise at 1 a.m., like, it's going to take a lot for me to complain. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Agree. My cutoffs are like midnight. If you, as long right. as you got like your party music turned off at midnight, I don't really give a shit. Although yeah. we did I mean, our, I get it. it sucks, but like you gotta. We lived in like a particularly not shitty, but like older one in Jersey, and it would be like eleven on like a Saturday, which is totally acceptable. But like our next door neighbor would just blare fucking Lisa Loeb's stay, like not blare <laughs> like. <laughs> Like it was loud. If I was listening to it in my room, I would turn it down because it was too loud. Like, but it was you coming through say, the wall. Like, I mean, did you go and check on them because that's like yeah, that's just, we, that is yeah. weird. So like, we complained, and then eventually we just complained so much that we're like, no, we need a new apartment. Like, we're moving to the one across the hall that's top of everything, and we don't need to deal with anyone. Like, there was like it's a, the worst feeling I mean, in the I world when you move into an apartment. And you automatically start hearing like the people above you or through the walls, and you're like, "Fuck, this is where I live." Because you just feel like you need, like I made a mistake, and like I didn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. Like I totally understand. Like yes, like that's super obnoxious, and like you, there should be etiquette on both parties. But like a kid, like if they know you yeah. have a child, or if there's you can nothing tell you're gonna do about child, that. Yeah. Like you can't do anything about that. And you know, it's it's one thing if like yeah, you're playing Lisa Loeb on repeat at you know, 3 p.m. until 7 p.m. Like, th- you need to, like, look at your life choices. But if it's your children, like, get over it. 
Yeah, exactly. Or your dogs. Like, I, look, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're dogs. Like, what do you want to do? What, what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah. We or had carpet. a neighbor in our... Just putting carpets. Colleen yeah. and I's first neighbor, we had an upstairs apartment, and the neighbors downstairs would pound on the ceiling with a broom every time we so much as stepped loud, dropped anything and whatnot. And we kept complaining to the landlord, who didn't do much. But until the day we had him over to fix our air conditioner, and so him and his assistant and our upstairs in our apartment pounded on the floor with a hammer fixing the air conditioner, and they started pounding back to him. And the landlord looked at us, and he's like, is that what you're complaining about? And I said, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take care of this shit. <laughs> I've never had a problem again. Oh, that's cool. Well, hey. yeah. my, uh, my most embarrassing was my first apartment that I moved to in Jersey, and my upstairs neighbor started pounding on the floor because uh, – my girlfriend at the time was enjoying our activities too much. And, uh, <laughs> cause I slang the D John. Yeah. That is, uh, wow. that's an embellished story. hundred percent no, embarrassing. Cause I used to see this guy at the bus stop too. And like, you know. Did you give him a nod? Did you go? Yeah. 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 That was me. Give him that oh. alpha zombie uh, move. All right, let's go. Here's the other questions on Instagram. Uh, who is your favorite Disney princess? Um, Cece, oh, yeah. do you want to take a moment to go ask Kyle? Yeah, that was my answer, Princess Leia. Oh, mine's Moana. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're like strong Moana household right now. I haven't watched Moana yet, so I haven't either. Uh, oh, it's guys. it's one of the like more legit actual good movies of yeah, the whole bunch. Get off of this call right now. <laughs> go. You know what? I, I, did watch, I did rewatch Lilo and Stitch today, so we we did put that I like on there. I tried watching oh, Lilo yeah. and Stitch with my daughter. The first 5 minutes of the movie are like a dystopian science fiction movie and she was like, "What am I watching right?" I she wait, wait, we yeah. had to turn it off. <laughs> uh quick um, kids. I, I mean, I've always liked I mean, I like um what is her name? Mirda from uh, Oh, great. Yeah. Brave, yeah. Brave. Brave. So good. Brave, yeah. Also love yeah. Brave. And that's a nice crisp, like 90 minutes, like on the nose, I think. Yeah. Very short, very tight. Um, quick kids movie recommendation, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh my God. So I've heard good stuff. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So very good. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little like my kids are seven and five, and like there's some like adult stuff. Like, cause the kids in the movie are like the ones the, going the to ones college. Going to college, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's a little bit more about like families and like family day but both my kids loved it like it was a lot of legit funny too like there was parts where like i was laughing hard yeah i've heard no i've heard nothing i have not watched it yet i've heard nothing but gushing about it i'm pretty excited for it yeah um all right here's a good one eric's brought this up too how does john feel about his alum alumni Andrew Giuliani running. Uh, no, that was Cece brought that up. Yeah, yeah, that was that. Yeah. Oh, was it you? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny because basically he's like back in the news and one of my friends. So when I was at Duke, he was a freshman when we were seniors. He was thrown off the golf team, which mm-hmm. I completely forgot about. Now that was after I left. But so someone like that, a friend of ours, they're coming to visit us this weekend and they were like texting us about it. And they're like, oh, have you been reading the Giuliani stuff? Like, uh, you know, and finding old articles from when we were in school and he got thrown off the golf team. What did he do? He, I mean, he was a scumbag. He was like, what do you think? I mean, he so did? he got thrown off the, the team because he threw an apple at somebody and he threw it so hard in their face that the apple like exploded. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I think he was just like a dick like in general yeah. and they were just like need a reason to get him off the team i mean 
<laughs> Apparently, he was like not bad because the Duke golf team was like kind of a good golf yeah, team. Yeah. Okay. Okay, John. Oh wow. That's yeah. fine. No, I mean like Shocker. he must be like okay at golf is like with the point I was making, but he's a like, clearly an asshole. So yeah, you see the good in everyone, John. Yeah. Um. What's know. the good ideal golfer. breakfast? Don't just say a cup of black coffee. Entice me. Uh, every morning, literally, I do like a whole thing of bacon and just eat most of it myself, and that's like yeah. every day. I do, I do a like. Well, oh no, I can't do this every day. I every Sunday we do this. We have biscuits, and then we do like a sautéed like medley of vegetables, and then you do like an almost that sounds like fried egg on top of it with tur- uh, turkey bacon. Hmm. It's really yeah. good. Healthy. You had me yeah. with turkey bacon. Yeah. yeah. As the uh, show's dedicated fat guy, a nice breakfast skillet, and you mix up some potatoes and sausage and bacon, put an egg on top and some gravy. It's good stuff. <laughs> I have I'm the same. I have the same breakfast every single day. I have three eggs scrambled in olive oil and a banana. Sometimes mm-hmm. some like gluten free toast when I'm feeling froggy, but every day I got. Frankly, John, I would have four eggs if I didn't think. If I thought that was socially acceptable, I need four eggs every morning. Go to town, dude. Uh, yeah. It makes me I'm feel weird. You can I'm use a the strong <laughs> supporter of the uh, breakfast buffet. Like I just love yeah. buffets in general, but like specifically, I and this was my answer. Speaking of the Disney Cruise, the one on there just fucking amazing. Especially there's select days where they have sausage gravy. And it's just like it ruins my entire day, but I, I couldn't be happier. Dude, Joe, so when you come to Atlanta, you're going to have to eat at Homegrown because you're going to have to have a, um, it's called a comfy chicken biscuit. And it's an open face biscuit, like a huge biscuit with a fried chicken breast on it. Then you get sausage gravy, mm-hmm. bacon, and then a fried egg on top. I Dear am there. God. Yeah, sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I love sausage There was gravy. a place near me. <laughs> If since everyone's going indulgent, there was a place near me. I, I'm not sure what you'd call this, but they made like uh, paleo hash, and it was like basically sweet potatoes with the base, and then it was like a bunch of um, smoked sauce. So- I think it was like ground beef and then smoked bacon and mm-hmm. onions. That really sounds good. good. I don't know if it was a regional thing, but did you guys have Shoney's? Yeah, up? I'm from Shoney's breakfast buffet is like. One of my fondest nostalgic memories. <laughs> we didn't have that, but we had it Ponderosa, and we used to hit oh, yes yeah. down in Orlando a lot. Um, all right, we got a bunch more, so let's bang through these. What would you say, or sorry, who would you say is the coolest person in horror films? Lots of love, Paul Jizz. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Campbell was my answer. Like, you don't get much cooler than that. Mm. I mean, I like, um, oh my gosh, Jennifer Tilly. Oh yeah, She's that's a really cool. good answer. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ever get down to Blood Incantation, which is a band? Um, I have not listened to them much, but no. Nope. John, big fan, I assume. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> neither, neither the band nor the ritual. Uh, what's the most outdoorsy thing any of you get up to? I enjoy the I fishing. Mean, I fish. I've been known I to hike. hike. Yeah. Um, yeah, good hike. I mean, I don't do. I run a lot, so like I'm outdoors all the time for that. I, I walk. I, I go mean, on walks. That's about it, though. Ah, my I dad grew, lives on a lake, so we go to the lake a lot. I grew up uh, with my dad teaching me how to hunt and fish and stuff, and I enjoyed it then. Now it's not as much, but I do like a good uh, hike out through the woods. I'm not big on the outdoors, John. I don't know if you know this about me. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that about you. 
Can I be uh, outdoors with like a computer? Because then I could get down with that, like with some shade. <laughs> if that's if that's your level of outdoorsy, then yeah. sure. Uh, what's the best meal you've ever had? Oh boy, I would probably go back to the buffet <laughs> on the uh, the Disney cruise. <laughs> the Disney like, cruise. Pretty much anything with smoked bacon. It's just it's just like the most amazing thing. It makes everything incredible. I was on a work trip to Vegas. My first work trip to Vegas and. The uh, CIO told us to treat ourselves. We'd had a big week, so we went out to eat at Gordon Ramsay's uh, steak restaurant, and I had a $60 ribeye, and it tasted like a fucking $60 ribeye. Yeah. I ate a, good, good, like, a I ate, good steakhouse meal, like a classic New York oh, steakhouse yeah. meal, is like yeah. a very pop pro on. I'm sure some of that food we ate in New York City was really good, John. We all got together, but I was really, yeah, it was we, real, yeah, we did the real lit when we yeah, had quality meals, meats. So. Yeah, that was really good, actually. You know, you say that. I thought we were gonna yeah. get, get kicked out of that place. Well, John was quiet. He was asleep in the booth. No, remember we went to that first place though, and it was like daytime. It was like six o'clock, and John was already just on one and being so loud. Guys, they see a lot of crazy shit in New York. I think yeah. you. Uh, yeah, you but might, I'm just saying. Like, I was reading the room, and we were above. Are. We were above the room. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying coming from Indiana, you were pretty drunk, John. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, we're gonna do like two more because I'm um, I'm getting tired. Uh, this one is just trolling me. What's your favorite part of the Disney cruise? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's do. It. What phrase do you use way too much? Oh, what the fuck! <laughs> when I get mad, I I I, I yell, "You got to be kidding me!" Sometimes with like. <laughs> You know, curses in there, but it's like always. Yeah, mm. my, well, I, my curse is G. I say Jesus, motherfucking Christ. That's like my when I'm very angry. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I asked say, Leslie about this last night, and we neither of us could come up with one for me. So that, I knew it was too I'm much. Sure actually, when my I say Jesus a lot, I just say like Jesus or fuck. <laughs> I knew it was too much when my at the time like three year old was walking around pretending things were breaking and saying you have to be you got to be kidding me. <laughs> cool. Cool. I I say ope a lot, but not related to necessarily the cursing, but Eric brought it up in email with a line in this movie talking about easy peasy lemon squeezy. I actually use that phrase fairly regularly. I've never heard anyone say easy peasy Japanese. Like, is that like that was big, that, it's like the racist version from back but in the day. That, I've never heard anyone say that it. joke. And like it was such a weird conversation in the movie. That joke was a crime against film. And it the fact terrible. that they made take Natara participate in that joke is even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like it, he again. He it's not funny. We don't it's, need to go back to it. But he funny. thinks he's like Quentin Tarantino level, like clever. He's not. No. It's the same way I feel about all his music choices. Like Quentin Tarantino yeah. does like cool music scenes, and they're like cool, uniquely so. He just does like shitty knockoff versions. Same with that I conversation. Enjoy, I do enjoy Zack Snyder's dedication to Richard Cheese, though. Mm. He was in the beginning of this movie. He was the that was the uh, lounge version of uh, Down with the Sickness in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, okay. I'm all right without it. <laughs> all right, we're good here. Cool. All right. Do we know what we're new? we already know what we're doing next week, right, John? Well, I pinged one right before the show. Yeah, I think we're going to check out this movie In the Earth. Yes. Which um, God, what's his name? Ben Wheatley, right? Yes. Cool. I don't know any of those things, but I trust you, John. I actually you know Ben Wheatley. I actually yeah, don't trust you. You will have seen several it. of his films when you go and look at it. So cool, dude. Next week, that movie. This week, Army of the Dead. We're back. It's summer. Horror's about to start coming out. Get excited, people. 
Don't forget patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Thank you for joining us this evening. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.